This talking about, but who thinks Craig Fair should be one of those models for that art project? Raise your hand. Okay. All right. Dr. Fair, the people have spoken. Okay. Okay, uh, real quick, I'm going to go through these slides uh, pretty fast so we can get to the great part of worship. But, but obviously, when we talk about chapel, there's, there's some whys that we want you guys to understand. So as you, as you look there, you can see what our goal is with chapel. We, wanna, uh, we seek to build Christ-centered community on this campus. And, and one of the things is, I understand that you may feel like uh, this is something you have to do. That's, that's not the way we view it. This is something we get to do. When, on Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, when we as a community come together to connect with one another, um, but more importantly, to connect with our creator. There's, there's something powerful there. If you'll go to the next slide, uh, one thing I want to uh, mention, uh, we do honor our heritage in the Church of Christ. So if, if, you, if you have no reference for that and you're like, why are there no instruments? Uh, that's part of our heritage. If you're like, I don't know any of these songs, if you just say watermelon, 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 it'll look like you know the words of the songs and everybody will be uh, happy and not judge you. We're not going to judge you here anyway. But um, if you can look and see chapels from 10 to 1030, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, uh, you can see the qualifications of what requires you to be there. If you're, tw- if you're under 25, if you have class before or after chapel, if you live on campus, you're required uh, to, to be here. You're required to get the certain amount of spiritual life credits, which I'll talk about in a minute. But again, don't view this as something you have to do. Like we, Those of you that, raise your hand if you start, you were a freshman last year. It was neat to hear their comments when they came into chapel last week and saw what like a full chapel looked like. And so, again, this is something that we get to do. The, the community, the energy in here is so awesome. And the fact that we get to worship our, our God is just it's, it's part of our DNA. It's part of who we are. If you go to the next slide, you can see that uh, this is something we want you to be engaged in. OK, so if I say clap seven times, if you can hear me. Okay, some struggle with count. All right, uh, that's okay. I blame admissions, not you. Okay, uh, no, we're glad you're here. You're going to learn a lot, like how to count to seven. But um, we want you to be engaged, okay? And and it's hard for you to be engaged if you have your laptop open or do do this for me. Can can you whisper? Okay, some of you are a little louder than I would have preferred. Like if you have a comment to to. Say to your neighbor, I don't need you to pull a David phrase and be like, hey, I'm here. What do you think about this? No, just whisper. And then no one else knows what's going on. Okay, Uh, we we want you to be engaged with with this crowd. But if you have your headphones on and if you're not connected to, to what's taking place here, I want you to know that you may not receive credit for being here that day. Okay, so part of you getting credit means that that you are engaged with what we're trying to do in chapel. Um. So we'll go on to the next one. Glad you guys are here. All, all that fun stuff. Uh, again, you're required to get 45 spiritual life credits. Now, some of you are like, pump the brakes. Last year it was 20, and I struggled to get 20. Well, we have so many more opportunities for you to get those 45 spiritual life credits. Some are going to happen in here, <clears throat> excuse me, in the plenary chapel on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday where we're all together. You're going to have opportunities to get credit uh, on Fridays in small group, and hopefully you signed up for that. If you didn't sign up for small group, let me tell you, that's an, <clears throat> it's an awesome blessing um, to have that kind of small community where you can talk about things. If, if you didn't sign up and you want to sign up, 
You can go see Keisha Jackson after this, and she'll be able to, to help you out. Also, we're going to have alternative program. There will be things at night. Uh, there may be different service projects where you can get a spiritual life credit. There may be a survey online that you can take that survey and you can get a spiritual life credit. So there's a lot of opportunities to get your 45 spiritual life credits, so don't panic about that. Next slide. Um, if you feel like you, you need an exemption for some reason, and there you can see the reasons, okay, uh, are, are those, those of you that are over 25, uh, you won't be in the system. There may be some of you that have a special work exemption and, uh, you may have work on certain days or there may be like a family need. Some of you have come in, uh, with concern about, uh, who you live with or with your own children or things that you need to do for family. We, again, this isn't a burden. This is an opportunity for us. So we want to walk with you in this season. So if you feel like you qualify for an exemption, all you need to do is go to the student life office. You can talk to Shirley. She's the really nice lady sitting at the front desk right there. You can talk to her. If we need to talk further, you can come see me or Keisha. But uh, if you feel like you need an exemption, you can come see us. Now, if you do get an exemption, or even if you don't, there's a certain amount of spiritual life credits that you're required to get, okay? So there you can see, if you, if you don't qualify for an exemption, you need 45 spiritual life credits. If you get a one-day exemption, 34, two-day, 23, three-day, 12. And if, if you're exempt from every day in chapel, we still want you to, to grow spiritually here. That's, that's something that we pride ourselves on. And so we have online chaps, chapels. So there'll be seven online chapels throughout the course of this semester that if for whatever reason you can't be in here with us, you can go online and you can watch uh, some great speakers. I believe Savannah Higgins is going to be our first one. So you can go, you can watch those. I, and I think Savannah's is going to be posted today. Uh, if not, just uh, keep a, an eye out for it. Now, if you don't get the required uh, amount of spiritual life credits, we have some sanctions, okay? And, and again, I'd like to, I know, all right? Uh, I'd like to say you're motivated to come to chapel because you want to be in chapel. And I do believe that's some of you. But I also believe some of you need some extra motivation, okay? And so if you look in the handbook, you'll see that there's different tiers for our chapel sanctions. So if you're, if you're tier one, so it means that you fell into this window where you went to most of the chapels but not all of them, it's a $200 fine or a $100 fine and 10 hours of community service. What? Yep, we take Jesus seriously here, okay? Um, and, and tier two is a $300 fine. Uh, tier, tier three is a $400 fine. That, that's substantial, okay? And so that shows you how, how valuable we think this experience is, okay? So I don't want you to come to chapel because you don't want to get fined. I want you to come to chapel because you get to see fresh faces. You get to see people smiling. You get to be a part of this community and invested in this community. And you're going to grow spiritually. We recognize that sometimes there's different programs that may or may not speak to you, okay? If you're a visual learner, someone that's getting up here and doing a lecture, you, you know, that may not be your thing. But that may be your neighbor's thing. And we don't want to do anything that impedes the Holy Spirit from, from plugging into this community and speaking to our hearts. So we want you to, to be a part of this. And, uh, and again, we want you to enjoy it, okay? So like this, this last slide, we want you to be excited when you come to chapel, all right? Um, clearly, you can see here, Keisha's not excited, all right? I don't think it's because of chapel, though, 
All right. I think it's because she uh, apparently wears glasses sometimes. Probably has something to do with the toilet seat wrapped around her head. I don't know why she did that. Okay. That's a personal problem. IBS is a real thing. Okay. But we want you guys to have fun where you're, when you're here. Okay. And if you look around at the people behind her, they're all smiling. All right. Let this place be a place of joy. Okay. So when you come in, we want you to be excited. We want you to be full of energy because I promise you the Holy Spirit's going to do awesome things in here. Nod your heads if you understand me. Good. All right, everybody, let's get up. We're going to enjoy a time of worship with Josh and Abby. Let's sing together. Here we go. I don't know if y'all can see this, but there's a spider web that's coming down to right here. And uh, after you hear these verses, these verses are very important to me today um, with that in note. The first verse for today is Proverbs 4.23. It says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. What is... The content of your heart. Um, if your heart is filled with anxiety, if it's filled with fear, if it's filled, it's, if it's filled with pride, that's what's going to flow out of your heart and into the lives of others. If it's filled on the other side with joy, with peace, with the fruits of the Holy Spirit, with graciousness, that's what's going to overflow to the people around you. And so, how can we make sure that what the content of our heart is, is going to bless those around us and further the kingdom of God rather than harm it. Our second verse is Philippians 4, 6 through 7, which says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understandings, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. We can't cause the content of our hearts to be filled with good things just by trying really hard. We have to be aware of what our focus is. And if my focus is on myself, if my focus is on attaining what I want to attain or attaining my goals, I find that the content of my heart is anxiety, is stress. Um, I was talking to Lauren Camp this weekend, and she was talking about how um, if you're focused on yourself it's a lot easier to end up being overwhelmed by your imperfection. But when your focus is on God, the focus being on God and him being your priority takes away a lot of that anxiety um, because when you're not worried about yourself, you're not thinking about yourself as often. So placing your focus on God can allow his peace to guard your hearts and your minds. And there's a lot of ways we can do that. Um, We're talking about how this semester, and you're going to hear a little bit about how we can achieve that this semester and how we can attempt to grow towards that. One way that you can um, work towards having your focus be on God more often, um, one way to keep that at the forefront of your mind, is chapel. Um, I find a lot of times I go to my morning classes or I'm worried about my day, and my focus continually becomes more and more on myself. And maybe we come to a worship chapel or there's a speaker and I'm actually engaged that day and I find myself realizing my focus is on the wrong thing. Chapel is something that we are strategic about. We have strategically placed it in all of y'all's days. We require y'all to come. We encourage y'all. We incentivize y'all to come because we want you to have a way to be encountered by the Holy Spirit. So if you're looking for a way to help you continue to place your focus um, on God and less on yourself, Um, Allow chapel to be your how. Start here. Um, And then ask people around you. There's a lot of people here who can help you um, find more strategies to realign your focus. 
So, um, with that, I'm going to turn it over to Jana for our chapel service. I heard one woohoo, so thank you, whoever that was. I appreciate that. Uh, Good morning, everyone. My name is Janet Anderson. I'm a writing and literature teacher in the Department of Humanities. I'm very thankful that you're here. Uh, You've entered the season of your lives at LCU and entered even chapel today with so much joy. I just saw a lot of light in here, and I'm really, really thankful for that. Last year, our chapel speakers focused their messages on the theme of why, and um, each one of those speakers tried to answer some really important life questions surrounding why, why we're called to discipleship, why we submit to God's sovereignty, that's that's an important one, why we love our neighbors, why we pray, why we try to root ourselves in scripture, why we're hopeful in the midst of darkness, and there was so much sort of around us last semester. Why we have a hope that's a living hope. It's not extinguished by our circumstances. But why should always naturally be followed by how? To know why we do something is always the foundation, but we also really long to know how. We live in a world right now of clamor and chaos. There's so much noise so many voices talking at the same time and often over one another. We don't know who to listen to. We become more and more conditioned to read short clips or to listen to brief sound bites on news and on media and I would say even in scripture. And it's possible that some of those bits and pieces bless us, but I know that they don't feed us. Those sound bites don't transform us, no matter the source. For those of us in Christ, we want eternal words. They're animated by the Holy Spirit of the living God we serve. And we want those answers because we have a lot of questions about how to live a life that's worthy of our calling. I have a lot of how questions. Here are some of mine. How do I cultivate hope? How do I live and even thrive, even when I'm very afraid? How do I prioritize time to listen to God? How do I trust and obey when I want to bolt and run? How do I love people with whom I deeply, deeply disagree? How do I show grace and mercy to other people? And how do I extend that to myself? How do I live a life of peace? You probably have some of those same questions, and maybe you have some others like this. How can I understand the Bible more clearly, and how can I help other people understand this thing that's so important to me? And what is the Bible, really, and how do I read it? I don't exactly know where to start when I open these pages. And how do I connect deeply with other Christians? I don't know quite how to do that. And how do I keep Jesus at the center of my life, especially when there are so many competing demands on my time? And how do I support God's work in the lives of other people? And how do I share the gospel, this news that's supposed to be good? It is good, but how do I explain that to people who don't know that? And how do I begin today, this very day, to know God when I don't know him? How do I start So this fall, we're going to plant ourselves in the soil of how. 
And through the working of the Holy Spirit and in humility, we're going to have conversations together and we're going to worship together and we're going to pray together. And we're going to try to answer some of those very important how questions. Because I want to learn again, we want to learn again how to practice what we preach. We want to encourage each other as we live in two kingdoms, the temporary kingdom of this world, but also the eternal kingdom for which we are ambassadors of Christ Jesus, our Lord. Can I get an amen? You're dismissed. Thank you.